Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that now has more episodes than Lindsay Lohan has had parole hearings. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly three-ring circus of fun and excitement just for all of us in the uh, pipe-smoking hobby. I'm your host, Brian Levine. Hey, tonight in uh, Pipe Parts, since it's Thursday night, we'll get into accessories. I'm going to talk about all the little doodads that we need and that we want and that we like as pipe smokers. My guest... It'll be a, a recorded interview from uh, the Chicago Pipe Show. Marco Paracenzo, who represents Costello Pipes over here in the U.S. and helps them out with their uh, distribution. I sat down with Marco in the hotel room, and I'll play that back. While you're doing that and listening to that, since I've already heard it, uh, thanks to a uh, listener, I'll be sipping on some uh, Maker's Mark on the rocks and... Uh, Bought a new fr- refrigerator freezer here for the office, so I've got fresh ice cubes to go with it. Perfect for a summer night. Um, music. I'm going to tie in a whole bunch of pipe smoking aspects into one piece of music, so stick around for that. Mailbag. Rant at the end going to be a little bit different. For those of you that follow me on Facebook, you'll see that uh, last weekend was spring cleaning in the garage, and apparently we've got some bad junk because we can't even get a... Uh, consignment store to come and pick it up and try to sell it for us tried selling it or even giving away a few things to some neighbors nobody wanted it so how bad is it when nobody wants your junk just for those of you that were worried absolutely no piper tobacco products were damaged in the uh, cleaning of the garage those are all kept inside the house safely neatly tucked away uh, this weekend, by the time most of you have listened to this, my son Kevin, uh, not the uh, Jamook that uh, runs PipesMagazine.com, although we did name him after my son Kevin, uh, my son Kevin will have had surgery tomorrow morning, 7.30 a.m. He's got a little minor hernia thing, so uh, if all of you could send good thoughts that way, that would be wonderful. Hope he has a speedy recovery. He's... Uh, 21 years old, and it's pretty good how uh, Godby decided to take his name. Kevin, your tie's crooked. Anyway, race weekend here in town, so next week I'll tell you all about that. Everybody, sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Here we go. This is Internet Radio. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. Welcome back. Here we go with pipe parts. All right, so we've all got all our favorite little doodads. I've talked about tampers before. I talked about how I like a round tamper with a con, uh, concave foot to it, so it kind of creates that round dome. But 
even the most basic of tampers, all the way from just a regular old flathead nail like my great-grandfather used to use, to the check pipe tool, the famous one with the little bent foot tamper that's also got the fold-out spoon-looking scoop and the poker. Those are all very basic. Nowadays, there's also the horse nail tamper, which is the square one, and then there's the round nail tamper, where the tamper portion is on one end and then flattened out on the other end is a basic scoop. Then you get into some of the fancier tampers, and you start looking at some of the high-grade or higher-end tampers, and what do they deliver for us? Well, first of all, what I've noticed with some of my fancier tampers is it's a nice feel in the hand. Some of the nicely sculpted pieces of wood or pieces of bone just feel good in the hand. Not quite as functional for me as my tampers, but they definitely look good. They definitely feel good. Uh, you can get tampers in all kinds of materials, shapes, sizes. The artist tampers of even like the Ming Kahuna with the blown glass and those shapes and colors. Some beautiful work. It all comes down to... What do you like to look at? What do you like to feel when you're tamping your pipe? What works for you? And remember, when I tamp, I'm only using the weight of the tamper really to push the ashes down. The other thing we all should be using on a regular basis, and I emphasize should be using on a regular basis, is pipe cleaners. The whole prompting for this pipe parts segment comes from me talking to a friend of mine in Miami who will call Miguel, uh, Miguel in Miami was complaining that his, uh, that at the end of, towards the end of each smoke, everything was getting wet in the bottom. He was getting a bunch of moisture in there. So I asked him if he was using a pipe cleaner during the smoke, just run the pipe cleaner up the stem to get the moisture out of the bottom of the bowl, push up a little air in there, tamp lightly, and then you're back and set ready to go. So I use a pipe cleaner constantly, maybe two, three, four times during the bowl. Just depends on how wet it is, or how long the bowl's going. Anyway, I'll run those pipe cleaners up in there. The choice of pipe cleaners. There are some inexpensive ones, and there are some very good quality ones. I prefer any pipe cleaner that is made out of 100% unbleached cotton. I really don't want rayon going in there. I really don't want a fluffy cleaner that is going to pill and have a whole bunch of stuff fall off because as I'm using it I'm running it in and pulling it back out you'll get pipe cleaner fuzz caught on the tenon and you'll get a buildup of it in that little tenon mortise gap so the quality of a pipe cleaner is important when we're cleaning our pipes in between and when I talk about doing the heavy cleaning I use a lot of bristle cleaners. I hardly ever use a bristle cleaner except when I'm doing my every three or four months heavy rotational cleaning where I'm sitting down in front of a movie. It's the only time I use a bristle. Now, do you prefer a fluffy cleaner? Do you prefer a tapered cleaner? That's all up to you. I'll let you try them all. Let them let you figure out what works for you. For me, it's a very simple regular gauge cleaner that has unbleached cotton on it, good coverage, and you want to make sure that when you run your fingers on the cleaner, you don't get a whole bunch of fuzz falling off because that's just going to fall off inside your pipe while you're using it. And you're going to end up what I having what I call a fuzz fountain because when you blow on the pipe, you're going to get shot in the eye with a bunch of cotton parts. All right, the other things we need when we travel with our pipes. Uh, when we're going out with the pipes, we need to have something to protect the pipe while we're carrying it. So whether it be a, com a simple combo pouch, 
where it holds a pipe and a spot for tobacco and a couple of cleaners or whether it be a more fancy case where you've got multiple pipes and slots for tobacco and slots for tools whatever it is whatever your style is the main reason for these is to protect the pipes while you're carrying them around keep all the tampers and accessories that you need with you that's all they really do the rest of it becomes style durability fashion what catches your eye how many pipes do you need to take with you if i'm going out for the day i need five or six if i'm going out for a couple of hours i need one or two so I've got a couple of different pipe cases. Most of my tobacco comes in a tin, so I'll transfer some into a little, I have a roll-up pouch that I throw into my big, into my uh, medium-sized bag. I have, my big bag holds the tins of tobacco. So that's all preferential. Now, finally, we get down to lighting. And maybe I need to go into more detail in another show about lighting because there's a difference between matches and regular soft flame lighters matches burn at a much lower i said lower heat so you get more of a softer tobacco taste you can run the risk with a butane lighter even a soft flame of burning the tobacco or getting it too hot at the start and scorching it you never want to put the flame down into the bowl. You just, uh, you just always want to angle the flame right above the bowl. Some great lighters are the Corona Old Boys. Dunhill obviously makes great lighters. But you want a lighter where you can get the angle so that the flame is going straight across the bowl. I don't particularly need to have a bowl or a flame going down into the bowl. Because I don't want to get the tobacco that hot. I don't want to scorch the pipe. I don't want to start it getting overheated. Matches, if you're going to use them, if they're not sulfur-free, make sure to strike the match. Let it burn for a second or two so it burns off the sulfur. Then bring it over to the bowl. Draw down. Do the tamp and light and all that stuff. So there you go. you got tampers, pipe cleaners, pipe pouches. You might even want to throw a little folding pipe stand in if you're going to be out, because if you're sitting outside at Starbucks or someplace like that, you really don't want to flop your pipe on their old table. So have a little folding pipe stand or have some way of propping your pipe up. All right, we will be back in just a minute with my uh, discussion with Marco Paracenzo. This is Gregory Pease, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine radio show. There's nothing quite like a good book. Or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. Welcome back. It is a lovely, wonderful, nice uh, late spring evening here. And in just a minute, I will prop open the door, grab my uh, glass of bourbon that I got sitting right here, and I'll sit back and relax and listen to this interview or discussion that I had with uh, Marco in my hotel room in Chicago. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you have your favorite beverage and a pipe ready to go. So here's uh, me and Marco in Chicago. Joining me in the hotel room in Chicago, direct from Rome, Italy, Marco Paracenzo, the representative and distributor for Castello Pipes. Marco, welcome. Thank you. 
or uh, how, how do you say it in Italian? Benvenuto. Benvenuto. Correct. Uh, Marco, start off with, first of all, you not only do you, you have your own retail store in yes. Rome. Yes. What's the store? Where is it? The, the store is in the very center of Rome. Uh, name, its name is Novelli, and this is a 62-year-old shop. My grandmother uh, opened it, and then my father uh, ran it, and then uh, here we are. I mean, me, my sister, my mother is a family business. And you have a website? Yes, I do. Novelli.it. Novelli.it. Okay, so yes. we can see the store. We can, you, and, and what I do. <laughs> and, and you're right in the heart of old Rome. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the very central Rome. Three blocks far from Trevi Fountain. <sighs> okay, so here we are in Chicago, and you're over here representing Costello Pipes. Yes. I love Costello Pipes. I've talked about it before. I have several. When did Costello Pipes start? 1947. Actually, the first production was before 1947. Uh, the, the first production was made in Switzerland. Uh, but the the brand was, re- but I mean, during that period before 1947, Italy was under the Second World War, so it was not a good moment to open a factory in Italy. So as uh, soon as the as the war uh, ended, uh, the owner, the founder, uh, Mr. Scotti, moved from Switzerland to Italy and opened the factory there. So Castello, Italy was born in 1947. Is Costello one of the oldest con- oldest pipe brands in Italy? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Savinelli's obviously been around. Savinelli there. is uh, older, yes. Okay. Now, Costello, in comparison to Savinelli, is very small. Oh, yeah. It's very... Uh, different different quality ranges? Uh, I don't like, I don't like okay. comparisons, okay? I would say that... Uh, just talking about Castello, um, I would say that our pipes are completely and 100% handmade in every single step of their process. Uh, this makes the difference with some of the other uh, of the other uh, Italian pipe uh, productions. No, I mean no, uh, no comparison. I mean. And, Many of the uh, many of the other Italian brands, those people started out working for Carlo Scotti. Yes, some uh, some artisans like uh, uh, Scorti yeah. and uh, Radice is basically are basically the two um, uh, makers that decided to work uh, outside the factory after being at the factory for many years. Uh, was Peppino Scorti? And uh, Luigi Radice. Now, and I also know that the um, the the Sea Rock finish mm-hmm. is a rustication. Yes. The old antiquary is a sandblast. Yes. But the artists that make the Sea Rock, can you uh, explain how they that process? It's not a it's not a skill that is easy for somebody to just walk up and start doing. No, if you. If you have ever seen the movie, there is a movie online or YouTube, you can find it. Uh, that seems really easy to make a rusticated pipe. But when you try it, believe me, it's much harder than what you can imagine. Uh, 
you have to imagine that uh, the rusticated is the is the uh, least expensive uh, grade on our on our uh, production, mm-hmm. but it is it is the most expensive for the production for the for the making for the for the factory, because if you go to the factory, you always find somebody carving, uh, I mean rusticating a pipe, so it's the most labor intensive pipe, and yeah. uh, it needs uh, some more steps that the smooth pipes don't need, and is that is completely and hundred percent an handmade process. It's made by a tool that. Um, uh, dings, I mean, deeply dings the the the, the briar uh, to, I mean, to have a, an homogeneous look. I mean, a, a, um, an even appearance, an even, around even it. exactly, an even appearance all around the bowl. I've I've seen, if I remember right, the tool looks like a little tiny, a little tiny scoop for ice cream, and it kind of digs out little pieces and goes around. And that's one of the of the two of the different tools they use. That is the first one. The second one is um, um, it's, it's, it's not easy to um, to describe. It's such this kind of a cylindrical uh, wooden uh, piece with. Um, some different pins on the on, on uh, at the end that really carves the pipe. I mean, dings uh, yeah. the, the pipe um, a, a bit more deep than than the sunblast. That's what it is. And it's all done by hand. Absolutely. And I've seen people try to do it. And yes. They, um, and and it's the, the, the tool, painful the tool just, to watch. Yeah. The. the, the <laughs> the the tool skips uh, yeah. away. I mean, all and yeah, I, I I cannot do that. I I tried several times. That's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're happy about that too. Oh, I'm very happy. What is the what are the different grades of Costello pipes? Uh, okay, the uh, the least expensive is the Ciroc is the rusticated. Then we have the old antiquary that is uh, uh, sunblast. Then we have then we start with the smooth pipes. Um, trademark is uh, it used to be just red. Uh, now as also could be also brown. Is the briar that is not? I mean the grain is not well centered, or um, uh, there are some. Uh, 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 Weak, weak areas on 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 the so surface might be, might be a bald area. In yeah, the bald grain. area. Correct, correct. Um, then we go with uh, with Perla Nera, which is the old black pipe. While we're while we're on Perla Nera, because you're yes. the you're the first one that I've had on the show that's talked about a black stain. Yes. yes. Can you explain to everybody that it's not you know, how that how it's done when there's no black stain? Well. Um, the the black uh, I would say that I I have to say that the black is the most difficult color uh, to put on a pipe. Uh, the perfect black would be uh, uh, made by lacquer, but if you if you put a lacquer on a pipe, the wood wouldn't breathe correctly, wouldn't work correctly. So the pipe inside would uh, would be too hot. And the and it may burn out or the I mean the the, the, 
the the lacquer outside may be uh, damaged by the heat of the pipe. Um, Castello uses only natural colors, including the black. The black, that black, is coming from um, from Brazilian bugs, dried Brazilian bugs, and uh, worked with um, with uh, alcohol. Obviously, you have yeah. to do that, uh, but. Uh, that's all natural. Uh, that is, um, uh, that makes uh, 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 Perla Nera uh, uh, smoking and breathing and working perfectly, just like any other uh, grade and any other other stain used on the on the pipe. Again, we are talking about uh, uh, another grade that really takes much more time than simply uh, is it many many layers of of color mm, before it gets darker well a, a bit more but that's not uh, that's not the key i mean that's not the secret um the, the secret. secret is the material yeah. used and again they are bugs from brazil and i know other other pipe companies when they do their they're black they do several layers of green and purple and green and purple to get it very dark but i knew that costello had a special secret so after the pearl and Nero's, what's the next uh you go with costello 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 uh that is the most uh, uh that is the largest group because the, the briar has a good cut but it's not considered a straight grain uh, briar because of some uh, aesthetical imperfections again aesthetical imperfections um, then we go with collection that is starting to get closer to a straight grain pipe and then we have Fiammara uh, that is the Italian translation translation of uh, straight grain Fiammara means straight grain um, the great line shape, the great line grade, is uh, more um, uh, more directed to to direction of a of a shape. I mean, it's more a shape than uh, than a grade. But on the price list, we have the collection great line, meaning that all all those pipes in the collection group having uh, the freehand shape. 99% of them have have the rough top uh, they are the lady collection Fiammata we forgot I forgot the the Occhio di Pernice uh, which is part of the collection group that is the cross cut but it's not it's not just the cross cut because you can find a cross cut also on a, on a Castello Castello when the cross cut is Decently, it has a has a good cut, and the and is as much as possible symmetrical, and and the bird's eye is, uh, is tight. That is considered an occhio di pernice. That it's the translation of of bird's eye. Um, and then we go with the with the top level, uh, the collection grip line Fiammara, um, and those are extremely rare. Uh, we're talking about no more than 10 pieces a year produced and uh, coming out in that grade even even less than that even less than that
Brazilian bugs for a stain on a pipe. How do you like that? We'll be back with more of Marco in just a minute. I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Meerschaum pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from MeershamStore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including calabash, claws, dragons, horror, even a sexy series. MeershamStore.com, the most trusted Meersham store for 50 years. This is Internet Radio. We are back. Let's get right back to more with Marco. markings mm-hmm. is that just the size of the pipe uh, no the, the K markings uh, are a combination of size um, shape and grain with the uh, rock on a rock, old antiquary and trademark and sometimes uh, trademark in Castello may be the size when you go with a collection and higher, they are not at all the size. They are again a combination of grade, of sorry, of grain, um, uh, size, and shape. So it's an overall yes designation. Yes, and of course it correlates to the price of the pipe. Oh yeah, eventually. Oh but... yeah, it's. Um, how many pipes a year does Costello make? Basically, uh, uh, about. 3,500 but that depends on the years and on on the uh, difficult requests that I ask them to to make for me that you know if uh, if I ask for specific shapes specific um, pieces they may take longer and they may make uh, 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 fewer pipes at the end of the year and that's uh, <laughs> so, so don't do that <laughs> Well, I have to because I want to offer, I want to always offer uh, different and fresh stuff to my, to my final consumers. And how many people work in the, in the factory? Currently, uh, the pipes are made by six people. Uh, they, they go, they went down uh, to four, uh, but they recently hired two more people, one young guy son the son of of a of a pipe maker was there already and a new one really good and so at the moment uh, six pipe six um, uh, carvers work on the on the pipe uh, production and costello has had two different stem logos yes three three yes tell me all about them because i don't i don't know about the third one okay the the original logo for Italy was for Italy and Europe was the white bar. Until 1997, uh, for uh, for just for United States, uh, they used the what they call the diamond. That obviously it's not a real diamond. Yeah. Uh, it's a tricky diamond. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my wife would not want that diamond. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, that was just for the United States. When we took over the distribution in 1997, we decided to unify the markets. Uh, the, the white bar and the diamond were distributed worldwide. 
the the third logo that is not popular is not uh, well known is the black spot uh, the black spot is used is always used on the white uh, uh, mouthpieces uh, and uh, uh, you have to understand that to keep the trademark the the on, on, on the logos the the factory has to make a few pieces every year so you still find in the current production diamond bar white bar obviously and and black spot you always find a few pieces here and there and they are pretty collectible now you cover the united states china eastern europe yes yes those are my main markets so you spend a little bit of time traveling a little bit i mean less than than what you expect but yeah, I do some. I do some travels. So we're here at the Chicago Pipe Show. Yes. How many times a year are you in the United States? I come two times for the again for the Chicago Pipe Show, and I like to to visit my dealers uh, before or after the show, and I go to the IPCPR uh, to meet my dealers in uh, July or August, depending on when the when the uh, show is. And then, how many times do you go to China? Just uh, just one time a year, because they like to to come to Italy, so it's easier for me. <laughs> it's much easier to have them oh, come yeah. over. Oh yeah, yeah. So as I did previously with our other Italian guests, instead of asking you the fast five final questions, I need your advice. Yes. What is your favorite espresso? My favorite espresso is a specific espresso made. A few blocks far from my shop, whoever comes to Rome may know because may know that place because it's the most popular place for sure in Rome, but probably in Italy for espresso. And it's uh, I'm very lucky because it's just uh, uh, five or six blocks far from me. Uh, it's close to the Pantheon and it's called Sante Eustachio. They have a specific blend, and they work uh, with a specific with a with a uh, secret uh, step uh, just in the bar but it's hidden you cannot see what they do uh, it's just perfect uh, it's creamy it's perfect what's Tasty. the proper way to drink it just one shot one shot no sugar no sugar no sugar no, just because they put the sugar in already. oh okay yeah. so they make they use yeah they, they use they use a cream a uh, secret cream with a certain uh, amount of sugar already. I mean, it's it's just with sugar. It's already with sugar. And what is what's your favorite red wine? My favorite red wine is very easy because it's uh, one of the best Italian red wines. Is Brunello di Montalcino. Uh, it's it's one of the most popular and well known uh, uh, wines. Red we wines. We actually have it here. You haven't here. We have it here in some in some good wine. Ah, you shops. have okay, yeah. sure. I mean, this is one of the most uh, well known. So, besides selling pipes and running the store and traveling all over the world, what else keeps you busy? What What else do you enjoy? Kids, my two daughters. <laughs> so, uh, daddy's girls. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I spend all my free time with uh, with my family. I enjoy it. And that's going to wrap it up because we got a whole bunch of fun to go to tonight for a dinner yes. and then drinking tonight. So <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. 
So there you go, Marco Paracenzo. What a great voice. Marco, have you ever thought of doing radio? Sound a whole lot better than me. Either that or I'm just tired of listening to myself. But anyway, the beautiful part of this hobby is, well, look at that, we learned about bugs and a, and a real black spot on a stem. So check out Costello Pipes and check out Marco's website, Novelli, N-O-V-E-L-L-I dot I-T. And we'll be back with more in just a minute. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Welcome back. So normally for music, I have pieces lined up, and I'd had this one kind of set aside, and I decided to do it real quick. So we're gonna we're gonna put it in there. Here is uh, Sir James Galway, who is a pipe smoker as well as a world-renowned flautist, and he performed on the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. So this is this piece is entitled "The Black Gate Opens." It's from uh, Return of the King, and just a great piece. Listen in particular for uh, James Galway, who was uh, who's playing flute on this and also rumored to be a fan of Ashton Pipes.
So there you have it. A world-class flautist who is a pipe smoker playing the flute on a world-class pipe-smoking movie soundtrack. Uh, Sir James Galway played the flute through a lot of the pieces in the soundtrack to The Lord of the Rings. If you want to hear more of them, look them up. They're on YouTube. You can find them all over the internet or buy the soundtracks. Sir James Galway, pipe-smoking flute player. What's this? A letter for me. Spartan, that one was uh, just for you. So, in the mailbag, let me get caught up on some stuff over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Wozni F. and Westy Matt, thank you for your kind words. Thank you very much. Yeah, I enjoy the show. Flake Tobacco's are endless wonders you can go on for years and still keep discovering different kinds of flakes uh lots of great people out there in the hobby we're gonna get around to them all i mean this is only show number 36 so we got a lot of people to talk to and get on the show quincy going all the way back to the uh mystery guest yeah i enjoy i enjoy any time i can hang out and talk to greg Greg and I have a ball together. Looking forward to seeing him at the uh, Kansas City show the end of June coming up. So, also, apparently, uh, Segovia was a hit. Uh, Haven't had that many comments on a piece of music in a long time, so maybe I'll find some more Segovia to play later on down the road. Hope I wasn't too harsh on the guy with the ads, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. We, uh, We appreciate them. Hope you appreciate the advertisers as well. Uh, Big Van, I do want to say that uh, I contacted Mike McNeil at McClelland and asked him if there was any Latakia in Arcadia. His answer was, if you give me $10 million, I'll give you the blends, the recipe, the building, and all the tobacco, and you can own the business, and then you'll know if there's Latakia in there. Uh, So he wouldn't exactly say, but I will tell you that if you look at that picture of me with my uh, crooked head and Kevin with his crooked tie, see that big nose there? That big nose on me? That big nose can tell Latakia when I I can smell it, so I'm pretty sure it's in there, about 2-3-4% somewhere around there. The uh, Pipes Magazine radio show's number one listener, John Seiler, has his own personal website where he's doing some really fun writing. The website, I want you all to check it out. It's called mysite.verizon.net backslash SeilerJP, S-E-I-L-E-R-J-P. That's myverizon.net slash Siler JP. Take a look at the stuff he's doing on there. It's a lot of fun. I also want to say thank you to Sparky's Pipes and a couple other fellows for uh, giving me their recommendations on the double chamber to the reverse calabash pipes in particular. Sparky's got uh, two Briar cigars, so I guess they are going good. I may have to check one of these out, and uh, thank you for your nice comments. Um, if anybody in the family's listening, Father's Day's coming up. All right, we will be back in just a minute with a special Memorial Day rant. This is Internet Radio. 
Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog and wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> In fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. This Monday, May 27th, is Memorial Day here in the United States. Now, Memorial Day goes all the way back to just after the American Civil War in 1865. It was a day where folks went out and decorated the graves of soldiers who lost their lives in battle. In the late 1860s, it even moved up north and became a national day of remembrance for those who died in battle, died in the service of their country. Now it is a national federal holiday. Banks are closed, schools are closed, offices are closed. It's turned into a three-day weekend where there are cookouts. And yes, we do take a moment to remember those that have lost their lives in service of our country. And we've uh, managed to squeeze in a few extra sales and uh, run big deals in the shopping centers and the car dealerships. Well, in light of everything that's been going on lately in this country and around the world, I'd also like for all of us to take a moment and remember those that are the first responders, the policemen, the firefighters, the teachers in the schools that have, instead of fleeing danger, have stayed to protect the children that they are charged with teaching and educating. These are the people that are heroes to me. They, When they see trouble, instead of running away from it, they run towards it to help those that are in need. So I ask all of us to Take a moment this Monday on Memorial Day and say thank you to those that run into the face of danger. When most of us would run away, these folks, these first responders, policemen, firefighters, National Guard, the teachers, anybody that runs towards danger to help protect us, I'll take a moment. I'd like everybody to take a moment and say thank you to them. If you see a veteran or see a teacher or see a police officer or a firefighter this weekend, Please make sure and stop and thank them for what they do for us. They're the ones that run into the face of danger to help protect us. That's the rant for the show. That is the show. Hey, make sure and follow me on Facebook. You'll see uh, pictures from the races this weekend. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. Make sure and keep giving us those feedbacks on iTunes. That is helping us. The show's constantly being ranked up in the What's Hot. We appreciate that. 
Tell all your friends about the Pipes Magazine radio show. Remember, every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, a brand new episode. Brand new shows are still up on the website and available through iTunes and all those other podcast server things that I'm not sure I really understand what they do. But if you want to advertise on the show, contact Kevin Godby at PipesMagazine.com. And for everybody, I will say enjoy the long weekend, enjoy the relaxing weekend, enjoy the nice weather, sit back, relax with a bowl, and until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to the The part of Gregory Pease on this episode was performed by Dame Judith Dench.